0: Welcome to episode 20 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the weekly podcast for everything retro and retro-inspired. I'm Barry, and tonight I'm joined by Phil and Anthony. Say hi, guys. Hello. Hi there. Since this is our 20th official episode, we're going to celebrate 20 years of the original Xbox with, very original, this idea, 20 top Xbox games. (laughs) Phew. I I just don't know where all these creative juices come from sometimes.
1: Me either. We just roll with the punches. That's all it is.
0: Yeah. I I don't
2: even know where we managed to just pluck this number from the air from, you know.
0: No, no. It's as if there was a reason behind
1: it. As if once we did actually plan it.
0: (laughs) So this episode, we're going to talk about the first 10 of our collective top 20 favourite Xbox titles. Now, before anyone starts complaining about the order of them, these are completely unordered and are just the games that either we think were the best use of the Xbox's power or, personally, just are the games we associate the most with the Xbox.
2: That's all just brilliant games. Yeah.
0: Yes. A lot of overlap between the two, isn't
2: there? Oh, yeah, there definitely is. Putting this list together, though, it definitely made me remember just how many
1: great games were available on the original Xbox. It was hard not to remember. Yeah, but I think because the Xbox was that leap into the next generation, and there was so many games that were then starting to really define different genres into it, it really in with us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Of that generation of consoles, the, the leap from the 5th gen was just Outstanding! I remember seeing the Dreamcast originally and being blown away just how much of a leap it was over the Sega Saturn, the PlayStation, and the N sixty four. And then along comes the Xbox, and even compared to the PlayStation two and the GameCube, it it was just an absolute monster.
2: I know that, and it, it literally had a warning.
0: And I'm not talking about because it looked like a coffee table; it was that big.
2: Absolutely, they actually had a warning on the controllers. that. Yeah,
0: the warning for the controllers. <laughs> do not drop on children. May cause death. What?
1: The really big fat ones that actually, you know, break your foot.
0: No, do you remember they had the breakaway cable? Yeah. So you plug it into the Xbox and if you yanked it, break away. It
1: would just, yeah.
0: In the manual for the, con- I can't remember if it was for the controllers themselves I think it was the controllers. or the Xbox. It said do not put the Xbox on something high up and make sure you use the breakaway cables because if you pull it off and it just shown like this little black and white picture of like an Xbox falling <laughs> on this little kid
1: like getting <laughs> crushed. I never saw that. That is amazing to hear.
2: Yeah, it was a dangerous first, children heavy, and one.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Lethal. Absolutely.
1: But oh. you know, Microsoft stepping into the console. Area and coming across was a really you know i enjoyed yeah it and it's really made a massive benefit to the gaming industry i feel yeah absolutely was the first
2: entry for microsoft into the the home console space really it was quite the on entry. their own yes yeah on their own obviously yeah because they did partner with my with the uh, sega for the dreamcast yes um it, it made it made a hell of a splash
0: and for many, like for me, I, w- I was a Sega kid. Once there was no Sega consoles, I was like a refugee looking for somewhere to call home. And yeah. Microsoft was there, arms wide open, going, Come to us. <laughs>
1: Come and join hey. me.
0: We want your well, money.
1: I stopped a... on the PlayStation and I really enjoyed the PlayStation. And then the Xbox came out and my dad got the Xbox, brought it home, and goes, Hey guys, check this out. And, you know, get <laughs> it out. And we started playing like, Oh! Like mind blown just completely into this new console just been brought in and yeah. dropped on our laps it was fantastic
2: Well, this this was the first generation where I actually had all three consoles okay
0: I didn't realise you had the GameCube
2: yeah I had a GameCube yeah
0: well actually this generation obviously I had the Sega, uh, Sega Dreamcast I actually got the GameCube I was like Pfft, Microsoft Nah, no thanks. I'm going to jump ship to Nintendo. And I remember we went round to some guys. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I've only got one game. Halo? And we're like, oh, oh all right. What is it? He's like, oh, yeah, it's like this shooter. You're like this spaceman running around. And are like, Yeah, let's have a go. And our, me and Phil played it. And we we're like, what the? I, and we literally got the bus back to the local town center, went into game. And went, do you have an Xbox? Yes. Do you have Halo? Yes. Can I have that? And another control pad. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we've got these official control pads. No, whatever your cheapest one, don't worry, it's for Phil.
1: <laughs>
2: yes, back in the day,
1: I yeah. was Anthony. <laughs> Already starts with a shade, thank you very much.
0: Now, in all fairness, I've seen what Phil does to my control pads. There is no way I am ever letting them use... One of my good control pads.
2: You're just jealous.
0: Even nowadays, when you come round, it's like, Phil, did you bring control pad? No, no, I forgot it. Can I just use one of yours? You've got like 22 of them. No, Phil, no, you can't.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: You're just jealous because I could do the Super Deadly Ninja Base. But like you were saying about Halo, and I know we'll talk about Halo later on, that was...
0: Hey, it might not be in our top 20, you don't know.
1: The one game that really sort of blew me away, other than the few that we're going to speak about, you know, we've got, I think we've got a really good selection here between ourselves. Yes. Which obviously, you know, we've picked amongst ourselves, and like I said, no order at all, but it's just ones that we felt were defining to us for the Xbox. Yes. Uh, And I think it's a good idea to lean on to our first game.
0: Yeah, so in no particular order, and first game, Max Payne.
2: I mean, it started off with him standing on top of a building like a proper detective entry. I mean, it's got to start with Max Payne, surely.
0: Didn't it start with a flashback of his wife and kid getting his baby getting killed?
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, it, it starts off with him standing on a building with a proper um, him narrating his own story about how his wife and child have been killed and how he's going to find the murderers. So,
1: was it, it one of those like dark and grippy games?
0: Yeah, and one of those typical um, gravelly voice. Oh as yeah. Hunt down whoever did this to me. That's
1: oh, all yeah, I don't yeah, think when was describing it. I'm Batman.
2: That and it had some of the creepiest scenes I can remember in gaming history where you are literally following your baby's entrails yeah. through dreamscapes with babies crying in the background. It's like, what the hell?
0: I think someone had been watching Train Spotting or something then. P- Probably. Oddly enough as well, it was also the best Matrix game that was on that generation. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's very true. Bullet time was a thing that was used a lot in that generation. No, I remember a few
1: games having the bullet time. Um,
0: this was definitely the best use of it, though.
1: Oh yeah, was it?
0: Yeah. Did you ever play the Matrix game just out of curiosity?
1: I played the Matrix game, um, but there was a different game that I played that had the most use out of it. It was on the 360, so it doesn't matter about that. Right. Bullet time was a very trippy thing I felt when you were using those games because you know it's very. You running in, but it's flying, freeze time, shoot them all, and they carry running. You're like
2: Well, Max Payne didn't.
1: Really... No,
0: what do you mean running? It doesn't work unless you're like jumping well, sideways yeah, through but... like a glass pane or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, you had to be diving sideways with both pistols, shooting at the enemies as time slows down. That's the one. Or
0: managing to shotgun five people in mid before you hit the ground. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, it is although it was released on other other consoles, Max Payne, I do think, is one of the ones that I, I do think of the original Xbox when I think of Max Payne. From Max Payne, we go on to... I personally think the defensive version of this game, but others may disagree, and that's Ninja Gaiden Black.
1: Ninja Gaiden was a fantastic game. I absolutely loved it. Um, it was, again, a game which came out of nowhere, and you're there, you know, flying around as a, as a ninja on the Xbox, and it was a very fast-paced, very, quite often at times, don't know you feel. Button mashing as well, just trying to get your combos I... off to kill the enemies.
2: No, I I use very optimized combos because I like to optimize the fun out of games. Did mm. you run
1: around just throwing um, daggers and stuff, different things at no. enemies as well? Been like ah oh, stuff.
2: I I juggled most of the time. I just juggled enemies. Yes, but br- brilliant game, but it did not pull punches. No, not at
0: all. No, well, I actually didn't play an awful lot of this. I remember playing it at yours. And i going along slicing and dicing through all these ninjas, feeling like, you know, a bit of a badass. And then this guy comes out. I'm like, oh, he's got nunchucks. What's he going <laughs> to do? Oh my God. I could not hit him.
2: Yeah, he's, he's he just. He's not even he the just first boss. Me. He's not even the first boss. He is the tutorial. Oh, I, thought was, I
0: thought that was. No, it's not tutorial. It's the tutorial. It's not.
2: <laughs> genuinely here's it the is, tutorial because that's the first
1: that's, it's
0: part hard. 7 of tutorial this is how you die <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah he is he you the first weapon you pick up other than your sword I'm sure it is and you pick up the end of the day. it tutorial. might be I thought you started um, off with your
2: sword I thought you did
1: start off with your sword yeah yeah you start off with your sword yeah, that's what I'm saying yeah other than the sword the nunchucks oh, right. is the next weapon you get yeah I think so um, but I like the weapon selection in the game as well um It's quite interesting, some of the weapons, but to me, it was either the sword and the nunchucks.
2: Yeah, I used the sword. The the sword was broken in that game. It was brilliant. But yeah, Ninja Gaiden Black. I mean, Tecmo and Team Ninja, they've always made very, very smooth games, and Ninja Gaiden's no difference.
0: Yeah, I did play quite a bit of um, Ninja Gaiden 2 on the 360. Yeah. The first one came on the Xbox, I do remember seeing it and thinking, you know, this is this is the next generation. Yeah. It's not just what the PlayStation 1 looked like, but sharper and, you know, without that weird texture warping. It's like this almost looks like a CG animation. Yeah. It's starting to get that good.
2: It was
1: a very pretty game.
0: That and also, oh, it's the dude out of Dead or Alive.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I'll give you that one. Um, but, you saying that about the graphics, Barry, it's quite funny thinking back to we thought back then, ah, this is it. Pinnacle graphics is fantastic and now you look back (laughs) at it.
0: Well, oddly enough, I I remember talking to Phil playing, just going... No, I'll save it for later. I'll save it for later. (laughs) Okay. But going from two ultra-violent games to one where you kill people in the dark.
2: (laughs) Splinter Cell... Chaos Theory. Oh, this this was obviously it wasn't the first Splinter Cell on the original Xbox. No, but definitely. Which in pinnacle. itself is a, an actual classic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd say this is the pinnacle of the, the Splinter Cells. From perhaps even still, it was such a good entry into the the, the genre. Yeah. Is this the first one that had Xbox Live on it? That had online. Um. I mean,
0: did Pandora tomorrow? I. Oh,
2: I can't remember if I had ever Xbox Live or if it was local multiplayer only, but I do remember we played a lot of Chaos Theory online.
1: I remember playing this one so much.
2: I think it had
0: local split screen for the co-op mode. Yeah, but did it not have the spies versus mercenary multiplayer? Might
1: have. It did. This uh, Chaos Theory did because I remember playing that. Yeah, Uh, and I just remember the fear because you couldn't kill the mercenaries easily yes you had um, to stun like, them and disorientate
0: did them didn't you
1: yeah i think yeah i think you could drop on the head or the, did that just stun them still i think i do think you them, could
0: kill them but, but it was very difficult if they spotted you and you you know you yeah. couldn't hide immediately you were dead but i like the way the gameplay was different between the two
1: yes oh it's completely different and uh, just seeing that torch looking around and you're there going please see me please see me and he sees you like ah oh, shoot you try to leg it out of the way and get away from that and you're yeah, that's it. You gone.
0: I remember pl- again with you, Phil, playing the um the co op mode, and we were, like synchronising, like yanking people out of windows, <laughs> you know, letting them fall <laughs> on oh, we the head, were... with satisfying crunch.
2: <laughs> we'd we'd almost got military precision with our like three, two, one, go, take them out. Yeah.
0: Yank them through the window, climb up, shoot the, the shoot the lights out as the guys come in and they can't see anything, go up behind them, and break the necks. This probably says more about how much we played it, to be fair. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> you were saying the other two are violent games.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it, a lot of... The Xbox was a bit more of a mature console, weren't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, was. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely was. So,
0: moving on to that, something a bit more kid-friendly. Oh, it definitely... Conker's... Bad Fur Day, live and reloaded.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, such a lovely, fluffy game.
0: Yeah, this adorable little squirrel on his adventure to find his way home. Yeah. After getting (laughs) faced at the pub.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Walking around with, uh, you know, machine guns and (laughs) any other weapon he can get (laughs) his hands on.
0: Your uh, introduction to this game, Anthony, was only a couple of weeks ago, weren't it, when we were showing you the Great (laughs) Mighty Poop? And you're like, well, yes, well, yes. what is this?
2: I
1: mean, that, <laughs> no, that song was utter. <laughs> you, yeah, you decided to record my reaction. I was like, what have I just watched? <laughs> and then you watched with the uh, Matrix video. <laughs> I can't see this. It's
0: oh, yeah, like I was showing that the other day. Going, I'm like, what? Unfortunately, though, this was actually censored over the um, Nintendo 64 version.
1: Really,
2: that's a surprise
0: yeah nintendo sixty four didn't censor the swearing, whereas the Xbox one, did. huh, that is a surprise, isn't it? Nintendo, well, evidently In- yeah, Nintendo does what Xbox don't does it really work that way? I around? don't think
2: it doesn't quite work that way, does- I think that's it only a- worked because Nintendo's- of the Sega does what Nintendo yeah
0: graphically it it was amazing looking game as well, easily one of the best on the system, I was looking boss though, but I'm. <laughs> You're just reusing all <laughs> your jokes from the last episode we talked about this.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, and I'm unashamed about it. We're ashamed for you. That's fine. I'll I'll accept
0: that. We're ashamed of him.
1: <laughs> but no, it looked like a great game and it is one that I will say I'm kinda of sad to miss, but at the same time, due to my age, well when this console came out, I'm not surprised I didn't play it. Didn't they
2: remaster it relatively
1: recently?
0: I have a feeling it may have come to um, backwards compatibility as part of the
2: um, Rare Replay. Oh, yeah, of course, it's in Rare Replay. That's what I'm thinking.
1: So, following on from Conkers, which is a rather mature one, Uh, let's go to one that a lot more people may be aware of is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Now, obviously, Star Wars is a massive sort of franchise, and to me, Battlefront 2 really made the xbox for me the massive open war uh, you know against either side and i think it was like 30 people could have at once
2: yeah battlefront was a really interesting it was a brilliant game battlefront 2 and the newer battlefronts have tried to keep the spirit of it but i don't think they've quite managed it as well but they yeah yeah with the surprise (laughs) mechanics (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it was a brilliant third-person shooter it really was apart from when you was jedi because just... then it wasn't really a shooter
1: <laughs> no you just went around and just wrecked everyone but to me i think the one of the things i enjoyed the most in stars from two is the use of vehicles you could have yeah you know and the way they were just on the map you can get in and just use them um that's one thing that the newer ones haven't done you know you have to get enough points and then fly off in it so i i didn't enjoy it as much and the newer ones have done well, but to me, they don't hold a torch to the original, Battlefront and or Battlefront Two.
2: Yeah, I can I can agree with that. As good, it is a good game though. Still, it is definitely deserving of a spot on the uh, the memorable Xbox games.
1: Yeah, and these because it's you know it, maybe if it even wasn't Star Wars, if it was a different sort of you know, it, I
2: don't it, think it would have done as well. Generally, don't.
0: No. Yeah, I think the reason it's fondly remembered is because of the IP it was part of attracted people to it and the fact that it was actually a fun and enjoyable game as well.
2: Yeah. That and I don't think in any other IP, even a separate IP, could you be as someone as memorable as Darth Vader going around strangling Rebels Gumster?
1: No, not in the slightest. Um, but yeah, it's one of my most favourite games that I played in the original Xbox. Um, but Saying that, I remember the first time I played Star Wars Battlefront was on a demo disc that came when I got the um, trilogy of 4, 5, and 6. It came with a demo disc in box 6. Huh. That's quite cool. So you actually put the DVD into the Xbox and it actually then played the demo.
2: That is pretty cool. It was pretty so, cool. Moving on from the very
1: memorable game that was Battlefront, we've got another Star Wars game, Republic Commando. Now, Republic Commando, to me, again, was one of those games which was just absolutely fantastic because, you know, you played as a clone trooper, not as a any Star Wars characters at all, and there was no Jedi's at all you could play as. you just stuck as a Republic Commando. Well,
2: I don't think there was any
1: Jedi's or Sith in it at all, was there? Not that I can recall, no. Um, and it was quite a cool squad game, I think.
2: Yeah. This is one of those rare Star Wars games that could actually work with not being Star Wars.
1: Yeah, well, they've actually also recently remastered the game as well.
2: I uh, they remastered it. I thought it just came back into backwards compatibility.
1: No, no they they remastered it for the Switch.
2: Oh, of course they did.
1: The Switch and they got a remastered version of it, and it looks fantastic. And it's one I'd like to pick up again. But that's one game again where I spent hours and hours and hours playing that, and that also had um, an online function as well. So fighting against that was fun. Other commandos as well was one that really gripped me into it.
2: Yeah, it was another it was another sort of uh arena shooter type game that were quite popular back then. They it was a it was a it was a fun online experience, Public Commando.
1: It really was. But then I think for the 1st we're going gonna go on to one that's a bit different for us would be um burnout.
2: I mean I would say there's less killing in this one, but some of those wrecks. <laughs> no. It definitely people die in that form game. of killing
1: shall we say
0: it weren't me that killed them. It was just that articulated lorry that smashed into them head on at sixty miles an hour.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think Burnout Burnout Two in particular, for mm. me and Barry, was a game we played a lot of. And whenever we play certain songs, we just think Burnout yeah. Two.
0: Cardigan's my favourite game.
2: Burnout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deft Tones. There was a Deft Tones one in there, I'm sure of it.
0: Yeah, I think there was. But there actually
2: was, um, buck rogers from feeder
0: that's something that we haven't actually touched on and that the original xbox did so well that no other console certainly none that i'm aware of has managed custom
2: soundtracks well kind of i remember i think it was ridge racer once the game had loaded you could open the playstation and put in a cd no that that does not well, count doesn't it and uh, V
0: Rally, V Rally definitely did. Oh, that.
2: yeah, V Rally did that as well, didn't it?
0: Why would you want to replace Rich Race's music? Anyway, <laughs> the Xbox, you could chuck in your CDs. If you're not sure what they are, ask your parents. <laughs> and you could actually rip your songs onto the hard drive of the Xbox and then actually integrate it into many games, Burnout being the big one. Like the one we used to hammer was Burnout, Two oh, yeah. Points of Impact Learner. Yeah, yeah, we played that a lot. And. And it just worked really well. You could play your own music on the Xbox 360, but it just kind of played it over the game. It didn't yeah. really integrate it. Like on the Xbox, it'd pick your track and it'd fade in as the track starts up. Yeah. And as it finishes, it'd fade out as well See, rather than just like playing in the background. Forza did something similar. Yeah, they did with uh, Groove, Zoom. Groove. Zoom what music, was it? Oh, was it Groove? Was it groove I don't know the, they rebranded it so many times.
2: And then they shuttered it. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> I actually was thinking of paying for that. I was like, oh, this is really good in Horizon 3. I did. And then he went, oh, yeah, it's shutting down next month. I was like, oh, what's the point then?
1: I, I did. I paid for it. Oh, no, right. That's one feature that I remember using on the original Xbox was copying the songs onto the Xbox. Because you know, I remember yeah, using it as a, a music pirate. player. let you do it. No,
0: but it was definitely a unique feature of the Xbox weren't it? But yeah, Burnout 2 and Burnout 3, I'm not sure which was my favourite. Burnout 3 was more refined and graphically looked a lot better. However, at the speed you're travelling I found it was a little bit too cluttered because there was so much detail in the environment. Yeah,
2: I kind of definitely felt, Burnout 3 I struggled sometimes to recognize oncoming traffic more so than into two
1: everything as you're going so fast everything's blurring as you're yeah. going, passing you kind of like start to lose focus of what's going on and you're there going that's oh, a wall ah oh, i've hit it
0: it's not just the blur and the speed it's the amount of detail it looks so cluttered i remember it taking my brain like just a fraction of a second longer to resolve what was flying past and towards me mm-hmm. whereas burnout 2 the like don't get me wrong the graphics were still amazing i remember looking at it and go look at the road you know as the sun like shines off the road and reflects back up at you i was like it's amazing i think the simpler looking graphics really did help yeah. as you were like skidding around corners and somehow like narrowly like going between two buses or something
2: and getting those extra burnout points
1: for doing it
0: oh yeah yeah <laughs> as long as you survive
1: <laughs> wasn't there also a game where you- uh also for trying to cause as much wreck wrecking oh, damage yeah. as you can I do I think
0: that was burnout 3 it definitely wasn't burnout 2 i can't remember if it was burnout 3 or burnout revenge you had that
1: flying down and just hitting this wall of vehicles and seeing how many you can blow up and how much you can destruction you can make
0: um, and you always had that thing where you could blow up your car and yes. like steer it towards another group of vehicles
1: uh, and it was just it's, the amount of chaos that that game brought yeah fun it brought with it as well
0: i always remember that great fun as you go yeah i've got the bonus points i took out that school bus full of children
2: yay <laughs> uh the memories why have all our games involving killing someone well, in, in this life oh no
0: <laughs> in all fairness i think we actually <laughs> eventually grew to be somewhat well-adjusted people
1: debatable i don't know if anyone believes that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it, hearing us speak sometimes i kind of think i'm sure they think what's going on here it's very true yeah
0: completely different to our previous games our next one is lord of the rings return of the king
1: now this is one that again i played to death um and i played it with my brother because it was local two-player cop and you would just run around on these massive open fields completely different objectives and just killing all enemies that are there
2: See, this is one of those where I know it got rated really highly, but for the same sort of problems I had with the likes of Dynasty Warriors, I struggled to get into it.
1: Yeah, I can, I can see what I mean. It is, you know, like you said, very much like Dynasty Warriors because it is just, you know, you've just got your X and Y to combos to do the attacks. You know, I quite enjoyed playing as the different characters for me. Legolas is the one I always went when you upgraded with the of Arrows and it basically became unstoppable from a range just shooting all the enemies. And my brother used to run off as Aragorn. Because in this, it had a horde at the very end of the game uh, where you could literally just fight on this floor and it was just endless. Because you could complete it. I think it was like 20 different levels. But oh, but it got so hard. But I remember a lot of people that I grew up with also playing this game and also saying it's one of their favourite oh, sort of style I knew of game. Loads to play. of people
2: that played it. And the Dynasty Warriors, that particular style of game, is still popular to this day with games like High Warriors, other spin-offs like the Gundam one they did, Samurai Warriors stuff. It's still a popular style of game. Yeah. So I've not actually played this title. Is it does it play like Dynasty Warriors? Very similar.
1: Yeah, it's similar except from there's no Open map to go around all these different routes. It, yeah, let's it's just stage, it's more linear. Work through completed objectives. Uh, yeah, a lot more linear, like Phil said.
2: Anything like Gauntlet? No, not quite. It's think basically think linear um, Dynasty Warriors, and you're not far wrong. Okay,
0: <laughs> it, it's not my sort of game. So, well, sorry, not my sort of
2: setting. Yeah, it's more the genre for you, isn't it? Yeah. You're, you're not a huge fan of high fantasy. No, no,
1: but to me again, it's just. This was one of those games that just fitted well when I was playing the Xbox. I had fond memories of playing this game. And so, you know, it's one of those games that really sinks into the Xbox for me and really makes it for me.
0: Well, can we move on to the next game? Because the next one's a bit of like a hidden gem that not many people know about. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. We...
2: I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone will have heard of this one.
0: No, no, it's, it's quite an obscure title. Um, a little game called Halo Combat Evolved.
2: Now, people are going to be wondering why this is in the, the lower of our top 20.
0: Yeah, so this isn't any sort of ordered list. Halo Combat Evolved, as we alluded to earlier, this was the reason that me and Phil went out and bought an Xbox. It's... it's... On the day that we first played Halo, we got straight into town and bought an Xbox. It was a brilliant game. Yes, I don't know how this passed me by, to be honest. I actually knew of the game because I remember hearing about this Mac game a couple of years ago, Halo. And I think wh- when I was in college, I actually downloaded like a little 240p video off the internet in college, burnt it to a CDR, and was like, "Oh, this game looks amazing!" And kind of just didn't put the two together that they were the same game. Ultimately,
2: well, <laughs> that's as close to the same game as you can call the the real time strategy Mac Halo game.
0: No, no, the the Mac was first person
1: shooter. That's about to say I'm embarrassed in the video.
2: I thought it started off as the real time strategy. Nope. Oh god no, they had changed it to the first person shooter and Microsoft literally approached me and went, we, we want this game. Get some money. The first public
0: unveiling of Halo was by Steve Jobs at, I think like Macworld in 1999 and it was showing how good the Mac score would be for gaming.
1: Yeah. And then Microsoft went, we'll have that. <laughs> Halo is considered, as we know, the start to first person shooters really taking that next step, isn't it?
2: eight Refine the control system for console. Yes. Yes.
1: It really made a difference.
0: Absolutely. Up until this point, it was Goldeneye. As as much as I'd love to say Goldeneye is amazing, as soon as Halo came along, GoldenEye was obsolete. Same with Perfect Dark.
2: Absolutely. Brilliant games, GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. They, we played many, many an hour of those games on multiplayer. Soon as you had those dual analog controls and the ability to aim and move at the same time and not have to awkwardly hold another button and turn, look around, game not changer. Not only that, just
0: moving and looking around, you always seem to have just the right amount of control over your aim. And there was just the yeah. right amount of like auto-aim. So if you, say, yeah. you aimed at an elite and you start strafing round, you kind of snap to him very slightly. Not to the point where you notice it, but where it feels like you are, like, keeping sustained fire onto that enemy.
1: Yeah, they had a really good balance between it all. And it was just a shock to everyone when the game came out and they picked up and they're like, whoa, this, this is something different and you know going through the corridors well actually one of the things i realized at first was you can see your legs when you walk around
0: (laughs) yeah that was not a given
2: in games back then it's true it really wasn't i think the thing that really hit me with the original halo is i don't think a first person shooter had really done that kind of scale when you first land on the ring and you walk into the first open area, and you look around, and you yeah, that, see the big second halo. stage. Yeah, yeah, the massive
0: waterfall, the ocean stretching along the, as you say, the halo looping all
2: the way yeah. above and around Just, you. I can't remember any game of the time really giving you that same sense of awe and scale and the like. Wow, this is a and the first time they dropped that warthog off for you as well. You go through that cave alert.
0: and you come out the other side, and it's just opened up, and it's like, yeah, they're here, here, and here. Just do it however you want. Yeah, like playing back now, it's it's actually still very linear, but at the time I didn't feel it. The sense of freedom that you had,
1: it was huge because you could explore around and there was actually different drop pods dotted around with weapons and with I mean, oh, yeah, you know, different yeah. packs and that, yeah, so yeah. you know if you didn't explore, I mean I remember getting a sniper rifle very early getting onto that stage because oh, keeping you, hold of those sniper rifles was important <laughs> oh, I was like, the <laughs> sniper rifles in that game were good, but in all fairness we know nothing has anything compared to the Magnum oh yeah, oh, that. that pistol was brilliant oh, we, <laughs> <laughs> that pistol was overpowered we'd keep belief. hold of
2: that for We'd keep that for as long as we possibly could through stuff. I would
0: carry it around even if I had no ammo, just in case I found ammo for it.
1: Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it was, would, hey, it was a really good melee weapon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the graphics on the game and everything—it was, it was amazing. And once we'd completed it for like the fiftieth time, we. We are pl- how much fun did we have getting warthogs to places? Oh it yeah, I silent cartographer ghosts, on top of it. I with this,
1: well, uh, yeah, race.
0: on top of it, we sent it into outer space on silent cartographer. That's true. <laughs> how many times can we kill each other underneath so there's like this mound of grenades, and then one of us gets in it just as the grenades detonate, and it just sends you absolutely stratospheric. You just that's it. You're gone. Oh yeah, well it really. Ten minutes later, the person's still looking up. we going so you coming back down
1: <laughs> <laughs> i remember some of the maps uh, you could get to the banshees before the enemies or you could yeah of, like,
0: you shoot shot the rocket up didn't like, you in the cannon and it fell down
1: yeah just enough it launched it forwards and it was just stuff that was you know quite cool but i really enjoyed the stages where you could sneak around and kill everyone just by punching them without you know making a sound
2: yeah all the sleeping grunts yeah, yeah. and yeah also i think it's I, it's one of those times where I can genuinely remember being actually surprised at a twist when the Flood came out.
0: Yeah. And we were I like, just what about the hell? Say that.
2: What the hell are these things?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But to that point, you were playing the game, it's like, oh yeah, it's this alien race. And then suddenly there's this third faction, and they're completely Chasing. different, yeah, completely yeah. different from
2: everything that you fall up to that point. And it's not even like it was early in the game, this was more than halfway through. Yeah. yeah. So, it's like the entire gameplay loop had totally been laid out. You know, this is the gameplay loop. This is how it is going forward. Yeah, it's a brilliant game. We know what we're doing. Why is the little pods attacking me?
1: What's going on? You came to that stage <laughs> completely unaware. And as oh, you're God, going yeah. through, you're go getting some little tippets of What's going on? And then they're coming at you. And you are running. You're like, I'm not looking back. I am not looking back. and Like, there's genuine fear. <laughs> on, I know easy, but I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm. That's it. I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna win.
0: But there was all the subtle bits leading up to that point. Like if you could see something in the distance but couldn't quite make it out, and you think, is that an elite in the distance as you're going through like the swamp? And then as you come to where you actually go into the complex, there's some grunts running out screaming. Your instinct is, oh, it's grunts. Let's just take them out. It's only on subsequent playthroughs that you think. What were they running from? Obviously, it was the flood. And then, as you descend deeper into the actual complex, you know, you see dead elites, dead marines, gore all splashed up on the walls. And that it, music as well—it oh, it, yeah. it, it really did make you anxious. And well, actually, the just Donald, the music throughout the entire game I was, was about amazing. To say,
1: the Halo music was just, to me, set the whole game. He did it yes. perfect.
2: Marty O'Donnell, to this day, is still one of my favourite composers.
0: Yes, and for good reason.
2: The music that he's done... Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, okay, yeah, Destiny may have been a disappointing game overall, but the music in it is phenomenal. The music in Mist is phenomenal. I, I only, The music in that is phenomenal.
1: Oh, yes.
2: There's so many Marty O'Donnell soundtracks that I, when I look back and think of it, you realise just how good he is. And we haven't even talked about multiplayer either oh god yeah it didn't even have a well it kind of did if you knew how to fudge it but it didn't have online officially well we didn't even need that
0: though because because this again the power of this one game didn't just make me go out and buy an xbox it made me go out and buy a second xbox and a second copy of Halo. Sorry, a third say, copy of Halo so that I could give you a didn't, copy. Didn't
2: by the end of the generation you have three Xboxes and like four copies of Halo?
0: No, I had two two Xbox consoles and three copies of Halo. It's bonkers. <laughs> and I used to get my brother who's like a good five years younger than me. And what it'd be is me and Phil would be sat in one room with one Xbox patch leads going through to the other room where my brother and three of his mates were sat. All playing split screen. Six player game, 2v4 and Blood Gulch. Blood Gulch and Sidewinder. Just get in the tank dominate. Felt sorry for...
1: (laughs) Yeah. I remember sitting on... I know you could hit the tank, but um, blood Gulch. I remember driving to the back corner where there was it was a bit of a raised bit at the back. Yeah, Turn the tank can around and just shooting across the map.
0: I remember hiding in the little caves uh, you know along
2: the edge, up on the ridge, and the
1: basically the ridge with the sniper rifles. Quite yeah. iconic one. I just re- and,
2: I just remember yeah. mine and Barry's perfectly synchronized dance of firing the pistol up to the point where we both run out of ammo, end up riding close combat and hitting each other at the exact same time to get a double kill <laughs> on each on other. other.
1: <laughs> no i i remember doing land games so much we'd we have you know birthday parties we would be a land game so we would bring the xboxes and you know the the donor room would just be full of just cables and the monitors and all that malarkey um and it was the most fun i remember having with land games and those sorts of things
0: well that was my first introduction to land games it. playing fantastic. games
1: of halo oh mine
2: too it certainly changed a lot of things. I, didn't, I don't think shooters would be the same without Halo. No. Halo changed so much. I mean, you can almost see how quickly everything changed because all of a sudden, all first-person shooters were coming out, you only had two weapons. I was just about to say that then. Yeah. You know, two weapons, one set of grenades. It all took the Halo setup. Yeah. Whereas previously, it had been unreal or it had been doom where you had all the guns available you picked them up and as you picked them up you didn't reload them or anything they were more arcadey
0: yeah many games you, even if you did reload you would carry 10 different weapons with you wouldn't you exactly yeah whereas halos, you weren't just limited to the human weapons no. yeah you might be in a bind run up beat a elite with your
2: empty weapon Pick up his weapon and just carry on the fight. Yeah. The other big thing as well is just how balanced all the weapons were. Sure, some weapons were better than
1: others. Yeah,
2: the magnum. <laughs>
1: yeah, the magnum. <laughs> sorry, one shot in hunters in the orange bits. <laughs> the, the magnum was broken.
0: The first time you come against those hunters, it was. you're like, oh, what are these? You know, you're in a little tiny corridor.
1: Yeah. Tank shells, rockets doing nothing.
0: You're just hammering them with the assault rifle. They're just coming at you. Yeah, but then later on, once you get to know it a bit, you kind of go through the access, uh, like little access tunnel, come out behind them. One
2: shot, as you say, into the weak part. Down. Yeah. Move on. But that's what I mean is the 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 weapons were more balanced. You know, if you had an assault yeah. rifle on the multiplayer and you was fighting somebody who had a plasma rifle, it could go either way. They all had the strengths and weaknesses. Whereas in older yes. shooters, the chain gun was better than the machine gun. Well, yeah. But that was another thing as well. In multiplayer games
0: like Deathmatch, you don't want to have, like, I don't know, the assault rifle and the shotgun. Because you'd be at a disadvantage to someone with a plasma pistol and assault rifle. So they could just pop your shield straight away with the plasma pistol and then finish you off really quickly with just a conventional weapon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I liked that they put into it was clambering in and out of vehicles. They just teleport inside it.
0: Just the little animations like that just give the game a lot
2: of polish. Yeah. that It was definitely a very, very, very polished game.
0: The best game that you could hope to have launched within that generation.
2: Yeah. I mean, say what you like about Bungie. They do polish games very well. Yeah. They do. I cannot think of a game that Bungie have released that hasn't been very highly polished. Polished, even they've had some questionable releases. They've had some questionable ideas on games in general. Destiny, we're looking at you. But they've always been very polished. They've always played very well.
0: Now we have spoke about Halo for a little bit. So should we go on to our final title yeah. For today? Yeah, cool. yeah. This title doesn't necessarily define the. Xbox itself but definitely define the experience of Xbox oh, yeah. Live.
2: 100%.
0: So, final title, Fancy Star Online, Episode 1 and 2. Again, this is another game we absolutely rinsed on the Dreamcast.
2: Well, we rinsed it on the Dreamcast, we rinsed the it on the GameCube, <laughs> we rinsed it on the Xbox. Yeah. We have not really rinsed it on the PC. Uh, no, no, not
0: so much. This was my first Xbox title that I was really playing online through the most contrived way of playing on a 56k modem on an xbox which <laughs> if anyone knows just wasn't actually supported poor me didn't have broadband back then the fact that i could chat with people in it wasn't quite real time i don't know if it was my connection or it was the game but i always remember there was a few seconds delay on fancy star online
1: but fancy star because it's not just that one game since then it's obviously carried on throughout all the rest of the games hasn't it? As a collective. But this one's not one that I've played particularly much myself. Um, but I did play a bit around Barry's house and I really enjoyed it. The series as a whole has been fantastic. But I know this has been the start of YouTube, wasn't it? Into the games. No. Okay, never mind. I'll take her back. Just ignore <laughs> <what it was. laughs> I thought it was the start of you. I didn't realise you played the other ones before that. We played
0: the Dreamcast. But well, this was the first online title that i played irrespective of the actual console or system where the primary way to communicate with other players was through your voice yeah and i remember i'd log on i'd see the same players you'd go into a lobby and you'd hear someone shout hey barry you know come join us we'll go go and wreck this the dragon problem. for the 50th time <laughs> And although there wasn't an awful lot to the game, it did, it did have a lot more content than Dreamcast versions with episode two added on, which at the time, some of the best water effects, especially the, that jungle stage.
2: Oh, God, that yeah, looked absolutely
0: amazing. amazing at the time.
2: The beach as well.
0: Yeah. But there was definitely, I felt a lot more of a community. There wasn't yeah. actually a lot of official, like, setting up guilds or anything. But you'd always run into the same set of players
2: yeah you kind of you'd trade your cards and you'd always invite the same people to your party and bits and go and take on the dragon
0: <laughs> did you have to pay for a hunter's license on the yeah, xbox you as well I think yeah you so not only were we playing paying for xbox live we were also paying separately like was it like 7.99 it a was, month
2: no i Something think it was like that. that i think it was like four quid a month
0: was it I seem to remember something, but we were paying for our hunter's license, which allowed us to play online with Fancy Star as well.
2: Yeah, I think PSO two was the first one to get rid of the the payment to play. on
1: was, I playing, the
0: Dreamcast version didn't have license didn't either. It? No,
1: oh, I remember that. playing on the three hundred and sixty, and that one was asking you to pay for a license. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Fancy Pierce Star Universe. Universe,
1: Fancy Star Universe. Yeah, that definitely did. Yeah, yeah, we.
0: I believe you not really had an awful lot of experience with the original Fancy Star, have you, Anthony? Fancy Star Online. I myself,
1: sorry. no. Um, Fancy Star Online. We
0: played a little bit once round here.
1: Yes, we played a bit around yours, and it was it's very different to Universe. Cause Universe is the one I played the most first. Um, Fancy Star Online. Um, I think it was Episode One we played around yours, because that was very much. Didn't you walk forwards and then also it was like tank controls that one.
0: Yeah. No, no, it wasn't like tank controls. However, you didn't have a good control of the camera. You could snap the camera back yeah. behind you. It were not like modern it- games where your right analog stick controls the camera act completely yeah. independently.
2: Yeah, It was also a lot more... Uh, the only real way you can describe it is clunky, yeah. the way the combat worked. You, you it attack was very, you, very rigid. You?
1: If you were attacking, no. you had to stay still. Um, yes, you had to stay which is still. one thing I noticed very quickly when I played it. I was like, oh, I can't move while I'm doing this.
0: Yeah, everyone knows the way you play Fancy Star is light attack, heavy attack, heavy attack, step backwards.
2: Or, as I used to play, light attack, miss, miss, hit the floor as I'm hit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, that still happens though. Well, yeah. The The class I tended to go was um, not very accurate to say the least. Unlike
0: further games in the series as well, you didn't necessarily get to create your character. You picked one of 12 classes I think it was in episode 1 and 2. I think it was 9 in the original. And each one had their own stack growth and perks, depending on the race. And you basically just picked them, picked a colour, picked a hairstyle and how big and how Muscularly looked, yeah, and that was about it.
2: But the, the classes were all pretty unique, considering it was based on three classes.
0: Yeah, one thing I actually miss from later games is the casts had distinct advantages and disadvantages to pick. Yeah, so I think they were a robotic race, so they were more susceptible to lightning. They'd get shocked a lot more easily, but they were immune to poison. And they could see traps.
2: I think the I think the downside was a bit too harsh for them, though. That was the big problem.
0: I think the biggest downside is although they could lay traps themselves, they couldn't use magic at all. No, any sort of magic,
1: no. as you guys know, casts was normally my one to go for because they're robots. You know what? Well, yeah, you just would
0: try to make a gun download, didn't you?
1: Uh, yes, yes, I did. <laughs> um, and. Anyways, you know, it's, it's one of those where I've gone on as a cast and I just didn't feel like they were looked favourably on, I guess.
0: Is this in the newer games or?
1: In the newer games, espe- especially. But, you know, when I pl- chose it when we did Fantasy Star Alliance, I'm sure I created a character on it, didn't I? Because we yeah. started from the start. Yeah,
0: we we played through to the mines, didn't we?
1: Yeah. I I chose a cast, went to this cast, and I was kind of like, didn't really feel like there was any benefit for being a cast. That no, I was I benefit for what I was playing at. They
0: had a higher stat growth than the other the humans and the Newmans oh,
2: okay. in yes. the original game. Weren't they more accurate? Tended to get more physical damage and more hit points than any yes. other race.
0: But obviously at the expense of no techniques at all.
2: Yeah, which I do feel like it was, it wasn't a big enough benefit. No. Losing techniques was just so harsh.
0: Yeah. If they had something comparable to replace, but laying traps, I, I I, never found it useful enough to use. You could only hold a smaller number of traps. There was a delay as you planted them, which, if you were getting chased, you'd often get hit. And, and it they didn't up. do an awful lot of damage. No, and, and, it and it took inventory space. space.
2: Yeah. And space was a premium in that game.
0: Yeah. It went at 30 items and that's a lot.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's including your weapons and armour. Didn't the traps like stun the enemies and stuff like that at all?
0: Yeah, so you could drop I can't remember them all. There was definitely a fire trap
2: that exploded. Fire confuse, paralysis and poison.
1: So the benefits didn't outweigh the limitations it gave you? God, no.
0: Not, Not in, in terms of skills. The fact that you could not get poisoned at all. So there was parts where it's like, oh, there's a lot of enemies spewing poison, but we need to hit that button on the other side. If you're a cast, just send them. They just stroll right through.
2: Were they immune to instant death? I, I think they might I, have been. I don't know. Not that many enemies did it, but it was annoying when it happened.
0: Those same plants could do it, couldn't they?
2: Or was yeah, the rare it a rare variants? of them? Yeah, the rare variant yeah,
0: of they, Yeah, they were fun. Was it Megid? It just used Megid on you.
2: Yeah, with a seemingly high chance to just literally <laughs> one-shot you. Ugh. Yeah, That was always fun.
0: But no, again, this game it's great game, whether you play it on the GameCube or the Xbox or even the original Dreamcast versions. Again, it was the community, just being able to chat to other players. And you've got to remember as well, the original Xbox you could put those um, voice filters on. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had a robot voice, you could Put on it and make you sound like a robot, or if you were a bit creepy, like someone who's doing this podcast that we won't name, you could have a very small girl running around and change your voice to be a work. very, yeah, a very unconvincing little anime really? sailor sort of a.
2: It didn't. It didn't work. the The voice changing didn't work that well.
0: Well, the thing is, though, at least for the original Fancy Star Online, you had the valid excuse of you want that stat growth because each character, whether it was male, female, or yeah. uh, class, would have a different stat growth.
2: Yeah, because I tended to go the Huniwell, uh, which was the more caster focused hunter. Yeah, was it humor? I went yeah, human you were the humor,
0: human hunter,
2: which was pretty much the all rounder, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he was like the. The boring class of the law. You, you had the ability to hit things. <laughs> Literally. The, and take the, a hit. The Huna world just could not hit anything. Its lowest stat was its accuracy, and yeah, that worked really well.
0: Well, we've come to the end of our first 10 games. Do you feel confident that these are a good representation of titles on the original Xbox?
1: I feel like they are. I know we haven't played every single game that's on this list, but I do feel like all 10 games did deserve a spot on there and i hope obviously our listeners will have some of the same sort of thoughts that we had when we played the games if they played them or if not they're worth a try they're worth a play
0: yeah we'd love to hear what games other people think define the original xbox to them
2: yeah absolutely and bear in mind this is only part one of a two-part series so we do have 10 more games to come
0: and again these games they're not necessarily exclusives to the system or games that you immediately think of when you think of the xbox some of them are just games that define the experience of playing on the xbox
2: and some of them are just downright brilliant games
0: Uh, well i think all of them are downright brilliant games
1: they are but you know if any of you out there have got different suggestions of games that you thought did define it or at least if you want to try and guess what might be on our next list of 10 games just let us know give us your opinion you know what sort of games really made the xbox you know console stand out for yourselves
2: and we'll
0: give you a hint fusion frenzy is not on our next 10
1: no fusion (laughs) frenzy
2: is on no one's top 10
0: Well, that's it for this episode. If you'd like to see more information on anything mentioned during this podcast, you can visit us at retrogamingdads.co.uk. You can also support the podcast and get ad-free episodes at patreon.com forward slash retro gaming dads. We've been the Retro Gaming Dads and we'll see you next week.